Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest, now on Spotify, so listen on Spotify. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, all four shows are down for the count right now because of the coronavirus, but fortunately, they taped so far enough in advance that we really shouldn't see any interruptions on screen. I mean, like days is six to eight months in advance, so I mean, they're good into the fall. And I believe the other shows have episodes in the can until May, which is great news. Yeah. Listen, like this is obviously an unprecedented and very serious situation, and I'm glad that all of the shows are taking precautions to protect the cast and crew. And I am also glad that the shows will continue to air uninterrupted, at least for now, because if ever there was a time that we needed a little bit of escapism, it is now. Um, I actually wish that the storylines on some of the shows were a little lighter and brighter, a little more romantic and hopeful, because I think that's the kind of like soul-soothing entertainment that can really be a comfort and a balm in uncertain times. That's for sure. I mean, I've seen some fans online saying that they wouldn't mind seeing classic soaps slotted in if it turns out that the shows aren't back in time to film new episodes. You know, I think that's definitely a fun idea. I mean, I would love to see some of the shows start at the very beginning. I mean, it's funny to think how outdated many of them might be in 2020, but I really missed not seeing all my children from day one or like as the world turns. I mean, that would be so cool. Yeah, you you may remember that ABC did something really interesting back in 1997 to bridge the weeks-long gap between the end of the city and the premiere of Port Charles, where they mm-hmm. had uh, Reba McIntyre, who's a huge soap fan, host a marathon of vintage episodes that were like curated to be peak top moments in the history of all the shows. I was so ecstatic for the opportunity to see some key moments that I'd never seen before. Um, like Tracy withholding Edward's heart medication on GH or Brooke finding out that her daughter Laura had been killed by a drunk driver on All My Children. How amazing would it be if something like that happened again? Like I could see there really being an audience for that. Oh, for totally. Every single show still on the air to say nothing of digging into the vault and treating viewers to shows that are no longer on the air. 
Oh, that would go over quite well indeed. I mean, they would just need people who could actually edit that together who are currently working. Um, You know, an upside for so many people working at home could be that they get back into the habit of watching soaps. I mean, they're not really that hard to pick up. You know, there are so many familiar faces from years ago, so it would seem familiar. And you really just need to watch for a few days to get a sense of what's going on. Yeah, like at least to start to. I mean, you know, it has been so many years since I picked up a new show, but I do remember the experience of having like more questions than answers, trying to figure out how people were related and who was keeping a secret from whom and all of that good stuff. But that's where all of the repetition and soap dialogue comes in handy. Like, indeed, that's why it's there. Um, So if people are practicing social distancing and are self-quarantining, I certainly hope that there are a lot of roommates and significant others who are about to get sucked into the goings-on and Jenna <laughs> City and L.A. and Port Charles. It would be like such a great thing to bond over while people are sticking close to home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are so many sources to go to, SoapOperaDigest.com being one of them, to get any additional information, you know, return viewers may need. I mean, I can't remember the last show that I didn't really watch but then picked up, but I do remember that when Ron Carlovati took over as head writer of Days, he told me he really had to do some studying to understand the family connections, you know, especially between like Hope and Julie because they're both half-sisters and stepmother and stepdaughter and, you know, Will, who's both a Horton and a Brady. You know, those kinds of connections can be more difficult to grasp right away. What do you mean? It's so simple. <laughs> um, you know, I think that uh, the shows are constructed so that they can be watched by two different types of fans. Those who are so well-versed in the history of the show that they understand every nuance and like all of the complex branches on the family trees and so forth. And then there are, you know, those uh, who are newer or more casual viewers who may miss some of the deeper and more intricate things that a more devoted viewer would pick up on, but can still follow along and enjoy the current storylines. And um, for sure, you know, everyone at Soap Opera Digest remains dedicated to getting the issues out. And of course, we are dedicated to keeping our podcasts coming out on schedule. Uh, We are, which is why I have to make a note that you and I are both in our respective homes. So there may be some audio issues and we just ask everyone to bear with us as we, you know, work from home and see where this all goes. Um, Now, our guest today is a relative newcomer to Genoa City. It's Kate Fairbanks, who joined Young and the Restless as Tessa Porter in 2017 and has had a lot of story to do of late. So let's see how her Genoa City journey has been so far. Hi, Kate. Hello. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Just uh, in a sunny LA. Inside. But, <laughs> but you have a nice view out the window. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. I can see the street. My neighbors, I actually have some neighbors walking outside. I'm like, hey, good for you. Exercise. I'm just sitting in here, not exercising. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great excuse not to exercise. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I need to stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so happy you could join us today. Yeah, me too. Um, and so we're just going to find out a little bit more about you. So let's start at the beginning. You were born in Michigan, but moved to California as a kid. Am I right? Yeah. You know what? There was a couple stops in between. Um, but, uh, basically, yeah, I lived in, uh, actually Naperville outside of Chicago for probably about five years and then Tucson, Arizona for about two and then uh, Southern California. Well, what brought your family out West? 
you know, my dad's job, my mom, my mom likes to blame my dad. She's like, it's his fault. But you know what? <laughs> I'm so glad that we ended up moving to California because dang, it is nice. The weather, <laughs> just the weather by itself. Like I remember winters in Chicago and I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Uh, well, I grew up in Evanston, Illinois, so I can confirm okay. you are lucky that you missed the Chicago winters. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so uh, when did your like interest in performing first merge? You know, I, I think it started with like a weird competition with my brother because he was in a musical. <laughs> he was an <laughs> Annie. And, um, but he, he was, uh, what did he play? He played like some kind of Navy guard for like two or three minutes who just put Annie onto the stage at one point. And I was like, wait, I want to do that. <laughs> and then I just, I always loved singing. And sometimes I would retell the My Little Pony episodes to my family, but I would like perform them out. So I think my mom kind of knew that I always wanted to do that. Um, so yeah, I think I just saw him on stage and I was like, I want to do that. And then I never got to play Annie, which was a bummer. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was just like seeing someone else do it. And I was like, wait, I want to do it. And then I did it. And then my dad used to say in college. So I think I just hopped on the family train. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, your first gig was at the age of 12, singing at the American Girl Theater and the American Girl Store at the Grove, which is actually right behind the building where you work today as Tessa. I um, know. It's so weird. <laughs> is that weird? So weird. And I get PTSD every time I walk towards like that building. Oh my God. What was that experience like? Uh, you know, it was good. It was, I was so young. I think that I was just so excited to be there. And then honestly, everyone was super nice. What they broke us up into different casts. So we had like six different casts. So we weren't performing all of the time, you know, we were kids, but, <laughs> and I also think it gave me a really good work ethic really early on. And sometimes like famous people would come to the show. Like I remember one time Forrest Whitaker came to the show and he was up for, um, what was the movie that he was in? can't remember right now um oh. just some you know what i'm talking about when he yeah was, yeah yeah so he was up for it that year so he brought his daughter to the american girl theater and all of us were freaking out and he was so sweet like everyone was so sweet they always came on to us after the show it was like because we would wait. oh my dog's barking hey hey it's probably mommy's toilet paper. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, the last king of Scotland, because of course Blessing I had to look Tom. it up. Yes. Okay, perfect. Okay, yeah, no, I always have to look the kind of stuff up because there's always so much going on in my brain. I'm like, okay, which movie was with which person? <laughs> yeah, that movie. And it was so good. And I remember when he came and yeah, we would go out and we would sign autographs and sometimes we would <laughs> sign them as the dolls and sometimes we would sign them as who we were. <laughs> Um, being like a working actress at such a young age, was that family something your family supported or did you have to convince them that you could, you know, do that in school and be a good kid? <laughs> you know, I was homeschooled for the years that I was working in American Girl in 13. Um, so my poor mom had to teach me algebra. <laughs> so I think that was my mom's biggest gripe with it. Uh, but you know, she was on the early curve of homeschooling. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I started and I really loved it. So I think that my dad was more supportive of me staying in it. And my mom was like, I just want her to be happy. So if I was happy when I was doing it, then she would be happy. But sometimes it's not always happy. Sometimes you don't get the job and 
sometimes, you know, you're auditioning so hard and nothing's coming of it. So my mom was like, well, she doesn't look happy. My dad's like, she is happy. So it was always just kind of in between. Like I really wanted to do it, but sometimes I needed someone to remind me that I liked doing it because it's hard when you're so young, you're facing so much rejection. Mm-hmm. I can only yeah. imagine. Yeah. Did your yeah. brother keep pursuing the arts as well? Uh, a little bit. We used to do community theater together. So when I wasn't auditioning, I would do community theater to kind of get that out. And so he and I do it together, but he was never really a big fan of acting or, and he auditioned for things, but he just wasn't a big fan. He's like, you know, I just don't like getting rejected this much. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> now, Fairbanks, if I'm not mistaken, is a stage name. Um, how did you choose it? It's my secret identity. Um, yes. You know what? It's actually, it's actually my grandmother's maiden name. So not too far off. It's a good one. No one could no one could say my last name. So every time I'd go to an audition, they would forget who I was. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I should just make this easier for people and just change it. Mm-hmm. Well, just so much the better that her maiden name is like such a great Hollywood name. I know, right? I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> Grandma. I think that's why I ended up choosing it because I was like, well, it sounds familiar too. Uh, well, I know from your Instagram that you lived in New York for a time, specifically Brooklyn, which is where I live. How did oh, you nice. end up on the East Coast? So I was doing Heather's out there. Um, Heather's the musical, which was, oh God, six years ago now. And that was off Broadway. So when they, after they did it in LA, they kind of mentioned, you're like, oh, we're going to New York. So if you're there, then we'll audition you. And I was like, well, I guess I got to be there. So I moved. And uh, I originally lived on the uh, Upper West Side. And then I moved over to Brooklyn, actually right after the show. So, yeah, I miss it all the time. I'm sure um, it misses you back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just the best. And it was so cool to work in a theater show in New York. It felt like I was living like the musical theater kid dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what brought you back to the West Coast? After the show closed, I just didn't really have a super reason to stay there besides just living in New York because my boyfriend at the time was there. My parents were here and I just figured, you know, I was like, you know what? I guess I got to go back to L.A. And I figured I wanted to try it, my hand at TV and film again. It had been a while because I'd just been so focused on theater. And, you know, I just I, I like to just rip my life out of the themes and just start again a lot (laughs) I figured you know what this is my chance to do that again Mm -hmm. so tell us about like some of the jobs you had back in California before uh you landed on YNR so did I I guess yeah between Heather's and (laughs) between Heather's and YNR I did Casey Undercover the the show with Zendaya I would Mm -hmm. um (laughs) I was like an evil spy (laughs) <laughs> which is just so funny to me now, like knowing myself and how I can't even butter toast without ripping the toast apart. I just know <laughs> I could never be a spy. Um, so I did that. <laughs> well, cause I think I had the bangs and the long black hair. So I kind of had that Russian spy vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point they asked if I could ride horses and, and I can. And when I was younger, I used to train like I used to train like at equestrian centers and so I could definitely do it. So I, I answered yes. And I was like, Oh God, can I still do this? I don't know if I can still ride a horse. So they had us ride horses and I went out with the trainer 
and he had me ride the horse and he looked so scared. And I was like, honestly, I'm just uh, terrified of horses now. I'm realizing. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I was terrified, but I, it ended up pulling through and I ended up doing a good job. But I, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty scared. Which one stands out as your favorite of the roles that you played? Mm. Uh, besides, besides Tessa. Let's see. Um, I, when it, during Heather's, I got a chance to go on as Veronica because I was an understudy in the show. And honestly, that was the role of a lifetime. It was so fun. And it was very challenging. You're on stage the entire time. Like you're on stage, I'd say 95% of the show. So oh you God. have to be there. And at the time, I had actually pretty bad bronchitis when I went on. But it was so fun. And it was definitely a big life-changing moment for me. I was like, oh, that's right. I, I really love performing. It's one of those roles that you get to do that you're like, oh, this is why I'm being rejected 75, no, probably more like 85% of the time. is because when you get to do this kind of stuff, it's really meaningful. Especially, yeah, especially with, with women roles. Because sometimes you don't get the juiciest parts or the funniest or the most realistic and she was really that for me. Like, I felt like even though it's such an asinine story, she actually remains pretty relatable through the whole thing. So that's why I really loved playing that part when I got a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd seen it. I'm so bummed. It's really, you know what, I'm, it's really good. And I'm sure that they will put it up again. I hope to God they do, because it's a really good musical. And it also has had so much traction online. So I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. So, um, so of course, uh, you are a uh, a singer and don't like Anne on the show. But I'm curious, like, what is the genesis of your stage name? And am I saying it right, Jeanette? Oh, it's Genesee. Yeah, <laughs> Genesee. Okay. <clears throat> oh gosh, talking about myself. No way. Um, <laughs> well, the name actually. Um, driving on to CBS, the name is of the street is Genesee. So I just changed the E to an I. <laughs> Clever. I was just driving on. I was like, oh. And my uh, my ex-boyfriend had actually mentioned that as a good artist name. Um, so I'll credit him for that. Uh, and I thought it was cool. And I was talking to a friend of mine. And I was like, you know, if I was a liquor, like if I was a liquor, what would I be? Because, you know, we just have to ask those kind of questions. Um <laughs> And we all need saying, to answer that deeper than ourselves, totally. Yeah, we do. Like, what do I like? Who am I? If I'm not a Leo, what am I? <laughs> so he was saying, he's like, you'd be Jim. And I was like, oh, Jim, that's good. And then I was driving on the phone with him, looking up at the street, Genesee, Jim. And I was like, oh, what if it's just Genesee? I'm like, that sounds like a great name. And then that was it. <laughs> and the rest of history. <laughs> and I wish it was more poetic than that, but it's not. Um, but yeah, I've just been working on that, um, outside of work whenever I have days off and it's kind of on hold right now, just because we don't know what's going to be going on for the next couple of months. And, and to be fair, no one, I think people really care about music right now, but I think it's one of those things where I'm not going to be pushing it until I know it's going on, but I do have money P. It is music. It's just kind of when I can release it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, before YNR came up, had you ever auditioned for a soap? I had. Yeah, I think I had, I had auditioned for Days of Our Lives and General Hospital and General Hospital several times. This was my second time, I believe, auditioning for Young and the Restless. 
Um, and so tell us the story of how you landed the role. So, I mean, I don't even know myself, honestly. <laughs> Every time I walk in there, I'm like, Emma, is this so real? The casting director, Sheila. <laughs> we will edit. She, uh, thank you. <laughs> I love Sheila. Well, Suzanne and Sheila, they casted Heather's. Mm-hmm. So Sheila, Sheila was the new casting director at YNR. She knew I was a songwriter because I talked to her about it a lot. And I guess they had been looking for this role for a while. Um, and I saw a few people from Heather's had gone for it. Um, and one of them actually posted the audition online and I was like, don't do that. Don't ever do that. But, um, <laughs> so that, yeah, don't, don't, yes, don't do that. Yeah. I don't know why people do that. That's um, yeah, don't do that. Especially for soaps because it's so secretive and they changed mm-hmm. the name. They changed the names for the auditions. Like the original character name that I saw on the side was Ivy. And I was like, ooh, cool name. When they switched it to Tessa, I was like, oh, bummer. Ivy's such a cool name. <laughs> Tessa's a good one. Tessa's great. No, Tessa's a great name. But like, I when I saw Ivy, I was like, oh, I know what this character is. She's like cool and like a songwriter. Like with Tessa, I was like, oh, okay. She's like, okay, yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, went in. I had one more call back and then we did the screen test and I did my screen test with Josh actually, funny enough. Morrow? Yeah, Josh Morrow. Oh, yeah. I had never met Cameron. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> what was Josh like as a screen test partner? Oh, he was great. He was super professional. He was really complimentary because we did the scene once and he was like, well, I don't really have any notes. And then no one else did. So we just moved on to the song portion and so my guitar was actually broken <laughs> um i don't know how i got this job the, the test was <laughs> so bad it was so bad that after that because basically uh i had gone to guitar center before and i had bought a guitar case because i was moving at the time because everything that's good that happens in your life always happens when everything else is a mess like i'm 100 percent convinced like everything else has to be falling apart for something really good to happen so I was moving, I was going through a breakup, I was just so much stuff was going on. And so I remember I went to Guitar Center to get this dang guitar case and the guy shoves the guitar in and one of the tuner pegs popped off and I just saw my life flash before my eyes and I was like, that's it. I was like, I'm not going to get this job, I'm not going to be able to tune my guitar. So then I go, I'm really honest and I'm like, look, the guy he shoved the guitar in, so it's kind of not in tune, and I can't really tune it, and I'm so sorry. And they're like, oh, we have a keyboard. And I was like, oh, I guess I've written. I So I've only, I've only learned piano to write a song. So I only have one song that I really know on piano. It's the song that I wrote. So I play a little guitar just to show them that I can play, but of course it's completely out of tune, and I'm just smiling and laughing through the whole thing by this point because I'm just thinking like there's no point in worrying that I'm going to get this because there's no way I'm going to (laughs) and then I play the song on piano and that went well enough I screwed up a little bit but it's my song so they can't tell ha 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 (laughs) and so um, and then we go and they're like that was great and I was like really okay so then I go way out in the hallway and there's me and two other girls. And then they walk out and they're like, okay, that was great. We'll see you guys later. And I was like, oh God, that was it. That was it. Like, I'm never going to do a screen test again. And then they call me like a week later. So I was just waiting for a while. I was just stewing. 
I was like, oh, God, I can't believe I embarrassed myself like that. And then I ended up getting it. And I was like, what? Really? After all, like, the effort and worry I've put into other auditions when I just screwed up 99% of it, it ended up working out. And I was like, well, maybe maybe that's how I'm supposed to be all the time. <laughs> that worked for you. <laughs> I was like, I guess it worked. I don't know. I think it's just because, like, in moments like that, we end up showing our personality so much more. So... I mm-hmm. guess they liked it enough to keep me around. <laughs> now, you might not have auditioned with um, Cameron, but you did, you know, pretty much work with her a lot from the get go. Um, so what was your first impression of her? Oh, she was great. She's also super helpful because I was so new to the soap world, just doing theater and some guest stars here and there. So she was super helpful from uh, with me with that because I had so many questions. And if I never, if I didn't ask the question, I would ask it with my eyes and then she would answer it. Be like, what am I supposed to do? She's like, okay, just wait <laughs> until, because like if you have a fade in, you have to wait a few seconds before you talk. I'm like, oh, I was like, that's why we have to keep starting and stopping out, like, because I'm messing this up. So <laughs> she just kind of gave me a lot of insight pretty early on. And how would you describe your relationship with her now that you've been working together for three years, almost to the to the date of your start at YNR? Yeah, it's so crazy. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, wow, I've, I've been working here for almost the first about three years. Um, I think at first, like, it was pretty professional. I'm I'm pretty shy, so I really keep to myself. I mean, I even do now um, on set. Like, I don't really get lunch with anybody. I just kind of in my room. Um, but she's kind of forced me to, she's like, come out, come on with us. I'm like, okay. Um, and at first I was just so nervous just being around new people constantly, but she was really patient and sweet with me the whole time. And now I feel like I see her as like a sister, which is funny because she plays my girlfriend, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I can go to her with anything and I hope she feels the same because I, and it's really fun. We have a lot of fun. We usually end up singing on set just being able to like joke through any kind of scene like even though if they're really heavy we just kind of keep joking with each other so that it just feels more fun because like you can tell when the actors aren't having fun or they aren't into it so we just really I think invest a lot of our time together having fun with as much as we can because I think and hopefully it reads mm-hmm Um, Now, Tessa and Mariah, as you mentioned, are one of the few same-sex couples on soaps. And this is really YNR's first long-term foray into this kind of relationship. You know, what does it mean to you to be a part of it and to be a part of making history on YNR in that way? You know, it's so funny because you, when you go to the studio, you basically feel like you're in a box filled with fluorescent lights. You don't really see other people. You don't see other people's reactions. Like we just see the crew. So we'll be like doing a love scene. And it's not like you see anyone being like, this is history. You see a bunch of crew people being like, hey, can you light her face a little bit more here? And so you don't really feel like you're making any kind of history. So it's so weird. And it's such like a myopic world where you're just kind of in and out. And then when you see the response online, then it feels special. And to see the fan response and to see the fans feel supported and seen, that's what really affects me and hits me. And it feels really special. I feel so honored. A lot of the times I'm like, what did I do to deserve this kind of support? And I feel so lucky to be a part of this storyline, honestly, and honored. 
but it is one of those things where you don't really think of it as making history because you're just like doing your job and again you you're in this tiny box and so to see people affected by it is a really great reminder so it feels so humbling and special and at the same time when you're at work you're like oh this is just my job but it's not it's not just your job so it, it feels very important to me so you mentioned that you're <clears throat> prone to staying in your dressing room and that Cameron kind of has to usher you out for lunch from time to time so when you yeah. do socialize with your classmates, <laughs> um, who, who do you click with who do you spend time with Oh, well, definitely Cameron, for sure. Um, I mean, I kind of, I mean, whoever's there for sure, but I'm definitely close to Sasha um, with Ty, uh, Tyler Johnson, for sure. Um, Cameron. Um, yeah, I'll say I, I don't, I really work with Cameron so much that like pretty much like Cam, Cameron and I go to lunch a lot and obviously Zach Tinker, um, my boyfriend, we get along enough. <laughs> But um, <laughs> to occasionally do lunch, we 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 occasionally do lunch. No, he was just running through my hallway playing music. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" Um, yeah, I mean, we whenever we can get all the young people together, we try. But I definitely hang out with Cameron a lot, for sure. Cameron, Sasha, Tyler. Let's see. I mean, everyone's so nice. Like when I can get Hunter, and I'll talk to Hunter when I see Melissa. It's just been a while since we've had a group scene, so I'm kind of hoping we all get together soon. Now, thus far, you have racked up two daytime Emmy nominations for your YNR work. One was for Younger Actress in 2018, and then mm -hmm. in 2019, you were nominated for Original Song as you co-wrote uh, How Could a Lie Feel So True. Yeah. So that's pretty darn cool. Uh, Tell us what like, being nominated in each of these categories, which obviously recognize very different skill sets, um, yeah. means to you. Uh, the first one, I remember getting a call from Jimmy, one of our producers. And again, it was like such a whirlwind, even being casted. So getting nominated the first year of being on television, I just was sitting at the Grove just crying. Just so overwhelmed because it's a lot of hard work and you don't really see the effect it has. So getting nominated was a big deal for me. I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually doing something. And then the second nomination for songwriting, I was, that was a really special one for me because it's a skill that's newer to me. And it was since it was a part of the storyline, it was really cool. I, it meant so, They both meant so much in different ways. And it made me feel really cool being nominated for two separate categories. I was like, oh, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. I felt like I'm a lady guy at daytime. <laughs> of course, <laughs> well, you are. Um, now, obviously, music has played a very big role in Tess's storyline. So how would you describe your own music versus her sound, if at all, if there's a difference? Oh, yeah, no. I would say that the sound that we've created for Tessa has taken a while. Like, we work, I usually work with the same writers, just Bobby and Dana, who uh, wrote Fight or Flight. Um, we also wrote um, a few songs coming up. And we've written together probably a dozen times now for Tessa. So she has her own sound. It's always guitar-based. And for Genesee, we always, um, my producer, Matias Mora, and uh, our writing partner, Mia, she and I write along with his kind of computer production and we kind of all 
it's more computer based, I would say. So I think that the, that's the main difference between that and one being Kate and one being Tessa. Because like we write, I like to write from the script for Tessa. So like specific lines we say, I'll try to use them in the songwriting. Mm-hmm. So for my life, like I don't use storylines from Y&R in my songs. I'll use my own. So it's like I really try to base both in story. So one's my story and one's Tessa's story. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in recent months, you've worked closely with the character of Tanner, who's played by Chase Coleman. So tell us about just them bringing someone on from your past and obviously exploring that a little more and how that how you feel about it. I mean, I think it's great. I I love it. It when I remember even knowing, I was like, I have an ex-husband. Oh my god! It's <laughs> <laughs> good for it. I I was like, what? I was like, I didn't know I was married. I guess like, you never think about your old life on a soap because everything's kind of forward. But I was like, oh my god, I can't believe. It. I felt so honored. I was like, I'm having a story because of something around me. And I was like, dang, I have an ex-husband before I have any kind of parents. <laughs> like, I've never had parents on the show. And I was like, I wonder if I'll ever have parents. That's the one that I'm waiting for. And I was like, I wonder. I don't know. It'd be great if they could stunt cast with like music people or yeah. right. I mean, just I mean, honestly, I'm really down for anything. I would just like to know that I had a mom. <laughs> do I have a mom or a dad? I don't know. <laughs> well, with with Tessa on the road, Tessa and Mariah have weathered some storms lately. Uh, one is that Mariah went off and slept with Lindsay. Uh, what'd you think about the cheating twist? I mean, I loved it. Kate loved it. <laughs> I think <laughs> Tessa didn't like it. I want to separate those two worlds for a second. But uh, yeah, it was just nice not to be the bad guy for a second. <laughs> but uh no i think it's great in a weird way i feel like cheating is kind of the kiss of approval for soap relationships mm-hmm. it's like hey your relationship is important enough to have a storyline you're like yes cool and i also <laughs> think it gave both of us something to play with that we haven't before because i remember like cameron was reading it and she's like i don't know how i'm gonna play this this is just so not me and i was like exactly I was like, I don't know. I've never blackmailed anybody before. So oh, really? I think I think you got this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, maybe I should go back through and see if I accidentally blackmailed someone without realizing it. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it was really nice just not to be the bad guy. I was like, cool. I get to cry and she gets to say I'm sorry this time. Right. Good how change. Do, how do you stuff money into a stuffed animal? I've just got to know before we move on. You know, I guess you just take the stuffing out. And you know what? I didn't know Tessa could sew. That was the other thing. I was like, wow, I'm really good at sewing. <laughs> You're just finding all these things out of batter as you go. I know. Exactly. I, like, I mean, honestly, that's what happens. I remember Josh Marl, one of the first things he told me, he was like, two things. Don't ask questions and just keep going. And I was like, okay. All right. Good advice. It's true. Because things change. Things change all the time. Like, I remember when I first came on, they had mentioned something in a speech that I had had a brother. And then when I, they casted a sister, I was like, all right, that's right. Don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask questions. Brother, sister. You know. Brother, sister. Mother, Maybe there's father. a brother out there. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be cool. I'll take a brother. I would just like any family member, just in case Tessa ever dies, that she has a funeral, like maybe more than one person will be there. 
<laughs> I, think Sharon, I think Sharon might show up. I don't know. She's been a little less supportive lately. That's true. Yeah, well, Sharon will show up for Mariah, and then I'll yeah. show. Yeah, right. So you have more than one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, those fight scenes between Tessa and Mariah were really great. Um, were those fun to do? Uh, you know, fun is, a, is an interesting word. But, yeah, actually, they were fun. It, it was. It's more, I don't even know. It's just this weird actor uh, masochist behavior where we like being emotional like that. Like that kind of stuff is fun. But it was really hard. And it's interesting. Sometimes the dialogue will reflect what's going on in your life and you don't even realize it until you're saying it, it happens a lot. I know Cameron and I have talked about this where we'll look down at the dialogue and we're like, are you kidding? This is literally what's going on in my life. How did you know? It's like you're psychic. So it makes you bond with it so much more. So I think it, it was, they were really hard, but I hope it comes across that we're at least having a good time in the way that we're putting in effort. Cause we really loved them. But dang, they were really emotional. It was really hard. That was a really weird week. Oh, well, they came off great. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Good, yeah. So it's really hard for me to watch. Uh, I'll see things sometimes, but it's really hard for me to watch. So you mentioned that, uh, you know, you as Kate were into it, of course, not so thrilling yeah. for Tessa. So what advice would you give Tessa? She, she was your friend and gave you, like, the lowdown on what's going <laughs> on with Mariah. Oh, you know, I think cheating's a pretty big deal. And that's kind of me. But if I'm thinking outside of myself, Mariah's forgiven her for a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So I think it's important to remember that forgiveness is for you, not for the other person. So if you want to be with this person then then be with her but you're just gonna have to forgive her and move on because you can't bring this throughout your relationship because it will ruin it people make mistakes and you just have to decide how much you're willing to forgive i mean that's the truth i mean i don't know i I don't think i would be able to forgive someone it depends on the circumstances but it would be really hard for me personally Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people are some people are more evolved and they have more capacity for forgiveness. So I think good on her. She ends up forgiving her. But I think it, it, it is. It's it's hard. It's a really hard one. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in real life, your relationship is much happier. You mentioned Zach Tinker, who plays Finn on the show. Yeah. So you made your relationship kind of Instagram official on Valentine's Day with some pretty adorable posts to one another. Um, why did it seem like the right time to go public, you know, officially? Well, I guess we had been dating for almost a year. So we had kind of kept it. I'm weird. I'm super private with that kind of stuff. I've just always happened. Even when I was in high school, I'd be like, don't, don't, don't hold my hand. Like, I'm just so weird. <laughs> I just don't want people to like, um, know something about me. Is that, if, if, if that makes any sense, I'm like, no, you don't get to know things about me. So, mm-hmm. I think for Valentine's Day, I think he's more into being public about things. So I was like, you know, I'll give him this Valentine's Day. Because <laughs> he he's, he's much more into that. And I think that's so sweet. And I, I had been so hesitant about it that I was like, you know, I think it's time. 
but we had we've posted about each other here and there but uh yeah i mean valentine's day is very romantic and he had been very sweet about it so impatient about me not posting about a lot of things so i know that that meant a lot to him so well you seem just freaking cute together in every post i have seen it you seem very (laughs) compatible what drew you to, to him originally um, you know, well, when he was working there, he would always just kind of pop into my dressing room and I'd be like, who is this goof and why is he always in my dressing room? <laughs> and then and then when uh, he wasn't working on the show as much, we were still hanging out and I was helping him with self-tapes. And then we just kind of ended up starting to date. I mean, he was just always really good with whenever I needed advice and vice versa. We were always there for each other. And I think it just kind of naturally progressed, honestly. Like, he always made me laugh, and I he liked me, I guess. <laughs> he liked me enough, and I liked him. So we just kind of, it was pretty natural, honestly. Like, one night, we were just like, we would we would make out, right? And then we did, and now we're dating. It's pretty much how it happened. It was, it was more romantic, but... <laughs> Did you uh, keep it quiet at the studio or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, because at first we we weren't super quiet about it. And then I got some advice from a few people. And I was like, no, yeah, you're probably right. And so then we kind of kept it quiet. But everybody knew we were at least together. So, I mean, we weren't very good about keeping it a secret when we were together. Like when we were together, people always knew we were together because we were either making out or hold, like holding hands or something. <laughs> A far cry from high school, Kate. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, not very much, right? I mean, oh. So, uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Tessa obviously is in a, a crossroads at the moment, but what's on your wish for Tessa's future? Like, what would you like to, to do as Tessa moving forward? Hmm. I would really, I'd really love if Tessa had some parents. That'd be cool. I'd love to see where she came from. Like, it's funny because I know it's not the future, but for future story, I mean, I think it would be really cool to see, especially if Mariah and Tessa do get back together and they have a serious relationship. Like, you, you do end up meeting people's parents. And so I think that would be really cool and meaningful. And I'd like to see Tessa and um, Mariah's relationship continue of course, I don't know what that means, but to like maybe get more serious. I don't know. Just uh, anything that makes them feel like just another soap couple feels really cool. And what about for yourself? Where would you like to see your career go over the next few years? Uh, you know, I just love performing and working. So I would just love any opportunity to come up. Like, I love this job so much and I want to continue being on the show. And I also want to continue to, I mean, I'm, I've been writing since we've been in quarantine. Um, I've been writing and I love writing. I also love songwriting. I, I'm honestly just one of those people who wants to do as much as I can. Because uh, I love it. And also, I love true crime. So I, whenever I have a free moment, I'm usually either listening to a true crime podcast or I'm looking it up or writing about it. So I just, I just really love information and storytelling. So whatever will give me the vehicle to do that is going to be something that I will love to do. Honestly, who knows? My mom, never, she's, she's always surprised by things I do. She's like, really? You're doing that now? I'm like, yep. She's like, well, 
I can't say that I'm surprised because I just continue <laughs> to change gears. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And we thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to talk to you. Look forward to seeing what's next for Tessa. Yeah, me too. Hopefully she doesn't blackmail anybody else. Right. That that's always a that's always a positive. Yeah. Just <laughs> just, just don't do anything illegal, Tessa. That would be my advice. <laughs> yeah, you're like forget about Mar- like my advice about Mariah. Let's go back to yes. all of your your, your crimes. Yeah. yeah, stop doing stop doing criminal things. Okay, please <laughs> just chill for a sec. <laughs> well, thanks so much, and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Kate Fairbanks for being our guest. If you like this podcast, we're on Spotify. So listen on Spotify. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.